the author and the architect of mindfulness is God himself. In Psalm 115 verse 12, the Lord is mindful of us and he will bless us. And in John chapter 21 verse 12, it's a perfect example of marketplace mindfulness. Here the disciples have returned to Galilee. They are totally lost, desolate. Everything that they hoped for was totally crushed. So many times in our own lives and spirit, it happens when we are totally devastated by news or we wanted something to happen, we wait for it, it doesn't happen. We lose someone that's very close to our hearts. You know, we have reached many times in our lives points and time of despair. And here they are in total desperation and what know best when we are in that kind of situation is to go back and do what we know best. Our marketplace work. So many times it happened in my life when I'm down and out. The best place that restores my spirit and soul and being is the moment I put on my gloves and I start to do surgery. My mind is totally at peace. So what happened? Peter, as usual, let's go fishing. I'm going fishing. That's the best thing he knew. So he gets up and he goes up to the shore and gets into the boat and all the other disciples follow him, about 10 of them. And they go out to sea, in the Sea of Tiberias. And the whole night they are fishing what they know best. And I'm sure that conversation would have been a very mindful one because what had happened recently was the crucifixion of Christ. And so they would have thought about it and they would have heard about all the stuff that they knew and they saw the miracles and the, everything that they wanted. They thought that he would be the king of Israel. And then they returned early hours of the morning. And then as they come closer to shore, and they're about 100 yards from shore, they hear this voice. Did you catch anything? But they couldn't recognize who it was. And they replied, nothing. No. And what did Jesus say? Well, throw the nets on the other side, which is the right side. So in, in my thinking, I'm sure that the Lord would have watched them the whole night and when you would have been so mindful of these guys, you know, you are so close to them, you know, brothers, fishing, that's all they knew what they were talking about. He's God, omniscient, omnipotent. And then he says, throw it on the right side. That means they must have been fishing on the left side all night, wrong side. Because when your mind is troubled, sometimes you do the same thing over and over again. You don't know. You're not mindful of what you're doing. And they throw the nets on the right side and lo and behold, they become the largest catch ever, large fish and they come back to shore. And the scripture says in John 21, it's about 153 fish, and these were large fish. So John noted it. He's the one who wrote it. And when John comes, and the boat comes close, and John shouts out, it's the Lord. And Peter wraps his gown up, you know, typical Jew, jumps out because his heart had convicted him that he had denied his Lord three times. And that spirit of repentance started to overflow and burn in his heart. It's the Lord. 
he must have felt so let down. And then he runs up and, you know, and he pulls and helps them. And the Lord says, bring in the fish. And that is the most mindful moment of the whole incident. Bring the fish, the fresh fish that you have just caught. Bring it over and let's have breakfast. Because there was a charcoal fire and there was fish on it. And Jesus takes the bread, gives it to them. And then the fresh fish that they caught, their trade, their skill of fishing, totally couldn't get anything. And here is a full of a bountiful catch. And so they eat to their heart's content. You see, he's reminding them, don't forget that that skill that you have is a gift from God. All our skills, everything that we learned from the marketplace belongs to the Lord. Nothing is of our own. And yet God says, bring that skill. Bring it. Taste it. David says, taste and see that the Lord is good. And they must have had that fresh fish and enjoyed the bread and the Lord and the, the whole environment of that mindful morning must have been so beautiful and eternal. And then, when their hearts are full and their minds are restored and they're renewed in the, in the thinking of a of a resurrected Lord, they still can't handle it. Jesus goes for the heart. The heart of man. The lostness of the soul. What did Jesus say? He questions Peter, do you love me more than this? Three times. And the scripture says Peter was hurt. You know, you only get hurt sometimes when there's a pride and someone questions you. When your children ask you, do you really love me, daddy? hurts you because you can feel the, the pain when you know that you love someone but you let them down. Malachi chapter 1 verse 1 God is saying, the Lord says, I have loved you yet you say and ask how have I loved you? You know, this is why mindfulness is the gateway to Christian spirituality so that when we read the scriptures it changes our hearts and the most important uh, fruit of Christian mindfulness is that the heart and the mind turns to God. And that is where time and eternity meet in the present. And there is power to change. That is Christ-centered mindfulness. It is being aware, simple awareness in ordinary life that God is in the present. And when we are mindful and we step into the presence of God, only one thing takes place and that is sanctification. It's a process of purifying our hearts. And when we are being purified, there becomes the renewing of the mind. And then we start paying attention to Christ-centered self-awareness. Our hearts become open. There's an intentional reason why we are stepping into His presence because we want to change. You cannot change what you do not know. But when we are challenged in the situation, we are challenged to change. And God can do it through us.